Welcome to the Woo Woo Wonder Hour, where we discuss metaphysical topics, including intuition, psychic ability, spirituality, crystals, and more. I'm your host, Megan, and welcome to episode 33. Today, we're going to talk about how to be a woo woo friend to a friend in need. Um, Roxy is taking a little bit of a break for the moment. You may have seen this announced on our social media but her mom recently passed away. So if you wouldn't mind sending some love and healing energy to Roxy and her family while they navigate through this grief process, um, we're definitely holding space for our Roxy today. We love you. Um, So I did want to kind of talk about Roxy's mom for a little bit. Um, She was just such a cool lady and I feel like um she was a big part of of course Roxy's story but also my story um so she was just one of the kindest most genuine women who influenced us both to be our most most authentic selves um she was hilarious and (laughs) if she was quiet and smiling that usually meant that she had just pranked you and you didn't know about it yet. That happened a lot. Um, oh, she would put fake snakes in people's beds. Uh, she would put googly eyes in the most random places. Um, her pranks were always really well-timed and well-received, I think. She, she was just always known for it. Um, she never shied away from her weird. If you knew her, you knew that she was just a different kind of person. She had a different kind of sense of humor. And I just think that she made everyone at ease with her. Just because, you know, I I honestly feel like... She did well at making people think that they were the most normal person in the room, you know. Um, She accepted everyone for who they were, and she would do anything for anyone. Uh, She was committed to showing up for people in their lives and letting them know that they were loved. And that has always been a big theme throughout my life because of her. Um, She was just always very accepting She was also an amazing artist. Um, I especially loved her photography. Uh, She just had an eye for catching the perfect shot, and she loved doing macro shots. So most everything was super zoomed in, but just the way she she saw the world, um, she was really able to capture that in her photography. Uh, She was also a quilter. Um, I remember she was collecting jeans for years and years to make this denim quilt. And I'm sure that everyone at some point contributed to this this denim quilt with a pair of their jeans. Um, She also liked to make toys. And then when she met kids, she would hand them out to them, which was just fantastic. She had this love for children, um, and especially her grandchild. And she just, 
she just had a way with kids. Kids just loved her. Um, she was also a really talented painter. Um, I mean, she was just a creative force. Everything she did was creative, whether it was her doing a craft, her speaking, everything that came out of her was just creative. And um, I think that's where Roxy and I got a lot of our creativity as well. And she loved other people's creativity. Um, one of my first things that I ever knitted was this, I bit off more than I could chew. And I made this big uh, blanket. Well, it was not too big, but it could cover you. And it had four panels. And then on each one, I put um, a letter. So it spelled out love. And that has, every time I would come to her house, she would have it out. She would have it on the couch or on a bed. And it just made me feel good because not only was she a creative person, but she really wanted to bring that out in others. And she really enjoyed other people's creativity. Um, one of my favorite memories with her was um, she would throw these glass breaking parties at her house and they were the best parties. She would be out there weeks before digging a huge ditch so that we could throw the glass up against like a wall of something like a board or something like that. And then it would fall into the, um, into the hole or the ditch that she, she dug. Um, but I, I just remember like being so excited about, um, these glass breaking parties and for weeks before everybody would be going to the thrift stores and just clearing them out of all of their glass. And it was such a cool thing. It was so therapeutic, you know, just breaking glass. It really like just let out these emotions that you didn't know you had. Um, oh, she had the most amazing t-shirts. Um, she always had on a funny t-shirt or an interesting t-shirt. Um, and now like I have a cricket and so I feel like I'm forever going to be remaking these t-shirts that I found and, um, you know, like pictures that she, she had. Um, so I don't know. Cool t-shirt people are my people because I love a good t-shirt. Um, but also like when my mom passed away, Roxy's mom was there for me. She, she just was in every way. Um, she was, we lived five hours apart. So she was always sending me gifts in the, in the mail, but she would never put her name on them. <laughs> um, but I, I knew if I got a UFO book from the sixties wrapped in aluminum foil, it more than likely came from her. Uh, she, she was also, um, always sending me C.S. Lewis books and, um, you know, just stuff like that. It was just really nice. Um, I think about a year after my mom passed away, she had sent me this box of things and it was just, it was a lot of stuff and I kind of went through it and didn't think much of it, but there was a journal in there and I assumed it was just a journal for me to write down my thoughts and so a few months later, I was having a rough day and um, I went to open that journal to write in it. And I realized that 
it was my mom's journal. Um, I think that my mom had accidentally put it in a box of giveaway stuff for her. And um, so whenever I got it and I didn't look at it for a couple of months, but I found it on that day that I really needed it. Um, it was full of like positive stuff that my mom had written um, about, you know, going through a hard time and it was just so encouraging. And um, so I don't know, she just had this innate gift of the sense of giving you what you needed. Um, even if it was a UFO book wrapped in aluminum foil, I needed that, you know? Um, so she just, she was always just such a giving person. Um, over the years, Roxy's family kind of just taught me how to be a friend, um, how to take care of the, the ones that I love and even how to deal with people that I didn't really love, you know? Um, so I thought it would be appropriate to make this episode a tribute to Roxy's mom, um, but also to showcase what she was best at, which was making people feel loved, even when they were going through hard times. You know, I remember um, right after she had passed, just people just came out of nowhere. I had never met them, but they would tell me, Emily really helped me through my parents passing away or through my mom passing away. And I just think that that's such a beautiful thing to be able to be there, to be comfortable enough to be there for people when they're going through that. Um, and that's what she was able to do. So I wanted to kind of talk about, you know, how to be a friend, how to be a woo-woo friend. Um, whenever people are, when your friends are going through a hard time. So before we go on to that, though, I did want to talk about the crystals of the week. Um, this week I've been carrying around four major crystals. Um, so the first one that I've been carrying around has been pyrite. Um, pyrite is a crystal of commitment and persistence. And I think that's what I like about it because I feel like I'm going through a transition period where I have to be committed to my goals and I have to be persistent in what I'm trying to do for myself. So it's a great stone for staying focused on those goals and it's specifically good for your third chakra or your solar plexus chakra. Um, it boosts, boosts confidence and it also helps kind of lift those melancholy thoughts. Um, it's a really cool stone. It kind of looks like gold, um, but it's, it's a little bit darker. Um, but yeah, if you are struggling with confidence or you need just some sort of focus, definitely get some pyrite. It's definitely one of those stones that you can get at most places. It's a pretty common one. Um, and then my second crystal that I've been carrying around is a howlite palm stone that says serenity. Um, I picked this up probably about eight years ago in New Mexico. And I instantly knew that I had to have it. Um, I had not really worked with Howlite before that. But as soon as I put it in my hand, I just felt calm. So Howlite is a very calming stone. It can help soothe anger or rage or even anxiety. 
So if, if you're needing something for your anxious thoughts, I highly suggest a halite palm stone because uh, you can just kind of run your hands over it and it really just calms you down. Um, it's the stone of the crown chakra. So your crown chakra is up top um, in your head space. So the physical healing properties include helping with headaches and migraines and stuff like that. So if you're going through some of that, maybe, maybe grab some halite. Um, you can, of course, just keep it, you know, you could do a palm stone or if you're laying down, you put it on your forehead um, and see if that helps. Thirdly, my third crystal is a crystal that was actually recently given to me. Um, it was also found in New Mexico, but on the ground. I'm not exactly sure what it is, so I'm sorry I can't be of more help. Um, but at first, it looks like a piece of glass, but it's not. It's a stone, and it's very clear, and it's very smooth. Um, so I've been carrying this crystal around with me for weeks and it's been very calming and almost like mesmerizing. Um, just the first night I was just instantly like soothed by it and I just like to run my fingers over it. Um, I love those kind of rocks. So to me, I mean, it's not clear quartz, but it's something. I can't figure it out though, but I love it. And my fourth and final crystal is a bloodstone palm stone. Um, bloodstone helps you to be more connected in the moment. Uh, it helps you ground your energy. It's a stone of self-confidence and it's connected to the root chakra, which is going to be your very bottom chakra. Um, this is a great stone if you're trying to reconnect to your body after a traumatic event or um, just something that's left you a little bit spacey. Um, I think I read somewhere that it's a really good stone for if you feel like you've just been sucker punched. Um, I don't know why that just stood out to me, um, but I can definitely relate to that. And um, so it's, it's just a good stone for that. Um, it also helps remind us of that old proverb, like your teacher is your last mistake or your best teacher is your last mistake, I think is how it goes. But it's kind of one of those stones that helps you realize that even if you make a mistake, or even if you're not aligned like you're supposed to be, um, that you can get that way. It's, it's a really good reminder of that. So I have this in a palm stone. Um, I really like palm stones. They're just really comforting and soothing to me. I'll take a picture of these and be sure to put them on our social media so that you guys can see them. Um, and maybe you guys can pick some of those up because yeah, halite is a really common stone. Pyrite is, and bloodstone is pretty common too. You should usually be able to find that in a crystal shop somewhere. Can't help you on this fourth one, um, the one that's unidentified, but maybe when I post a picture, you guys can let me know because this was found like in the Santa Fe area. So if anybody knows what that could be, uh, let me know. So I also um, pulled a card of the week. Um, so this week, and I, you'll see me pull, 
pull cards from this a lot because it's one of my favorite oracle decks but it's the daily guidance from your angels oracle cards um and the one that i chose at random was let your past go the burden of carting your past around has made you weary it's time to set this burden down keep only the lessons and the love and leave everything else behind you don't want it or need it and it's now gone so that's what the card says and then it has a little booklet with it and i kind of thought that this was something good to to read out loud too so this is the other part of that so you receive this card because your thoughts and feelings about the past are holding you back you're repeating a pattern because of an unfinished emotion from your past this card is a sign to forgive and move on and to stop painful patterns that hit me pretty hard today it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you need to be with the person you've forgiven it simply means that you've let go of toxic feelings in exchange for peace and then it says in the additional meanings for the card um, maybe approach a new situation or relationship with positive expectations avoid routines speak to a counselor or support group forgive those who've hurt you forgive yourself the worst is now behind you so keep your thoughts about this situation high and bright so i hope that maybe that resonated with some of you um if it did let us know we like to know whenever you know something's resonated uh helps us know that we're kind of on the right track so we're going to go ahead and get into the show now and I forgive me if this is going to be a little bit of a shorter show. Um, I'm not used to talking to myself. So um, if it comes out a little short, I apologize for that. But I think that one of the first things that really came up when I was thinking about the concept of like how to be a woo-woo friend to somebody that needs it and and maybe that's a breakup or maybe that's somebody going through a loss or maybe that's somebody going through something like a job transition or you know there's there's a lot of reasons why people go through things so I think one of the first things that popped up for me was just showing up for your loved one or for your friend that's going through this hard time even if you can only show up on a video call, just do it, you know? Even if you hate being on camera, I feel like your presence in your friend's life matters. Um, when my parents passed away, Roxy texted me every single day and asked how I was doing. And my parents passed away 18 months apart. So that was a lot of her showing up and saying, hey, how are you doing today? When she probably knew how I was feeling at that point. Um, but yeah, just being able to call, even if even if you don't get a response back or a text, even if you don't get a response back, even if they wrote back and had something negative to say, it's still important to show up. And that's what Roxy did for me every day. She showed up every single day. And in such a small way, that ended up being one of the biggest gestures that anyone could have given me at that point, you know, um, especially when we were living halfway across the country from each other. Um, 
sometimes I think when we see a friend going through a hard time, we just want to give them space, you know? And, and while I agree with that, that's certainly true to an extent. I do think it's important to check in and make sure they know that you love them and you're thinking of them. If you think that, you know, a text once a day is just too much for them and it's overwhelming, talk to them about it. Be like, hey, this is something I want to do for you. I want to show up for you as often as you need me to, to check in on you. Um, and I think when you kind of have that communication and you set that intention, I think it it creates more of a a sense of security for the person that's going through a hard time. So, um, so yeah, that's my, that's my first bit of advice there is to just show up, um, in whatever way you can. Um, my second one, and this is, may seem a little strange, but it's being able to give a gift. And I don't mean anything like completely extravagant. Um, a gift certificate for a massage is great. Like, don't get me wrong. If that's what you want to give and that's something that's needed, that's fantastic. But we can't always afford to do that for ourselves or for our friends. Um, so I think even if you just find a rock on your walk and it makes you think of your friend, like, give it to them. You know, like, you never know how big of an impact you'll make just by showing up and showing somebody that you're thinking of them. So even if it's a rock, um, you know, just, just give it to them and, and just let them know like, Hey, this reminded me of you. I just thought you really needed to have it. Um, one thing that kind of stood out to me a few weeks ago. So a few weeks ago, my dog Margo passed away. Um, it was a really hard time. Um, and, Two days later was Roxy's mom's birthday, and she showed up with some hand-picked flowers and had secretly went and decorated my dog Margot's resting place for me with really pretty rocks. And I was just, I was struck with how selfless and wonderful another human being could be, even when they themselves are hurting in an unimaginable way. Um, and I had a lot, a lot of gratitude for Roxy, especially that day, because I knew that she was hurting, but she wanted to do something for me because she knew that I was hurting as well. And so, you know, I just think that that was such a beautiful, a beautiful thing. Um, because I've gone through so much loss and because I've been able to kind of process it a little bit more. Um, one thing that stood out to me over the years, as far as like emotions, is that, um, we, I think when you're going through a hard time, you get a lot of people that want to show you love and share their love with you. And so it really does like open up this, this weird portal of, of gratitude during that time. And I was telling somebody the other day, even when both my parents passed away, I remember having such a, like feeling such a deep sense of gratitude for the people that had showed up for me and had loved me and had shown me love during that time. 
Um, and it's something that I always try to look back and remember and try to keep that, that feeling of gratitude alive because it's so important. So, um, so yeah, the, I think that when we look at it from that point of view of, Hey, I want to make my friend feel something different than what they're feeling right now. Even if that means just giving them going and dropping a tea off for them or something like that. I think that during a time of, of grief or transition, just letting somebody know like, Hey, here's a physically tangible thing that I wanted to give you just because I love you. And I just want you to know, you know, I just think that that's beautiful. Um, so next on the list of, of things for being a woo woo friend to a friend in need, I think is praying or holding space for your friend. This one is such a huge one for me because when the people that you love are hurting, sometimes there isn't anything that we can do but love them and give them their space. Um, so sometimes I like to light candles for people who are going through a hard time and I'll like set a certain intention. Sometimes that's just carving a little something into the candle saying, you know, I wish Roxy love today or, you know, something like that. Um, or maybe you want to set a, set an intention of I want to help heal their broken heart, or maybe even just lighting a candle in memory of of one that of somebody that they loved, or if they're going through a job transition, maybe just setting the intention of Hey, I want my friend to feel so much confidence today. You know, something like that. Uh, I love candles and the warmth that they give off. Um, and I like to envision that warmth kind of extending to my friend. Um, another thing that I really like about holding space or something that I like to do is if you're able to be around your friend and they're in need of just maybe just some cleansing. Um, try and make your time meaningful together. Ask them if you, if they wouldn't mind if you smudged them. Um, you know, just helping them cleanse their aura when they can't or they aren't thinking about it, I think is such a beautiful thing. And you know that thing where it's like, when somebody else makes you a sandwich, it tastes better. Sometimes I feel like I feel a lot lighter whenever somebody else does the smudging, you know? So, Maybe maybe it's doing something like that just to help their auras get a little bit more cleared out. Uh, I really feel like it makes a huge difference in somebody's energy. Um, another thing that I actually started doing this year was um, I had this really great labyrinth um, near my house um, from before I moved. And... This labyrinth had um, like a basket of rocks at the beginning and you picked one up and you took it in and it was supposed to symbolize your burden and then you left it in the middle and you picked up somebody else's stone and you brought it out um, representing that you were carrying somebody's burden for them. Um, so 
I, what I would start, what I had started to do was I was taking a stone in for somebody that needed it. Um, and I would just think about them the entire time. And I just let the stone represent their burden and their struggles. And then I left it in the middle for them. Um, so anything that you can do, it doesn't even have to be something that you tell them about. Um, anything like that, I think just being able to hold space for somebody in such a, in such a way, I think is just really important. So my next kind of bit of advice is being encouraging. I feel like it's so important to offer words of encouragement when somebody's hurting, um, but not in that weird, like toxic pop, you know, positivity way of, oh, things are going to work out for you. It's not that bad. I'm not talking about that. Um, I'm talking about maybe just your encouragement coming in the form of reminding your friend to move emotions out of their body. Maybe it's sending them a Qigong video that helps with grief or heart chakra issues. Or maybe it's just sending a funny video um, especially when you know that they may have some downtime and maybe they need a laugh every once in a while. Um, I think that that's really important to be able to be encouraging in that way. And I think it's just another way to show your friend like, hey, I'm thinking about you. Hey, I saw this and I really thought that it would be something that you would benefit from. Um, I have a friend. Uh, who, um, she's not good with emotions at all. And she will admit that like, she's one of those, if you cry in front of her, she's going to pat you on the back and be like, there, there. Okay. Stop now. You know? Um, but I remember one time she told me, she said, I'm not the friend you want to cry to. I'm awkward and I don't do emotions well, but I can distract you with stupid memes and videos. And let me tell you, she has done that so many times for me, and it's so nice to have. Just somebody that will send you just a stupid funny just for the time, just to just to get you out of your own mind for a minute. Um, I'm, I'm really big on encouraging people on your own terms. Um, I feel like it's more meaningful that way, you know, and expressing like, hey, I'm not good with this, but here's what I am good at. And here's how I feel like I can encourage you. I think over the years, you start to develop that, just kind of that that sense of, of what people need and what you have to offer. Um, if you're not good at cooking, then don't tell somebody you're going to bring them food and then try to home make a meal. You know what I'm saying? Tell people what you're good at and and hey, this is what I'm going to do for you. I think it's just a really cool way to to show up for your people. Um the next thing on the list is just to be accepting. Um being accepting of where someone is in their heartbreak or their grief is something that I think kind of gets overlooked. Of course, you want to be accepting that their emotions may be dictating the conversations that you're having. 
and that they may not feel the same way tomorrow or in two weeks. Um, I feel like being accepting when they tell you how they're feeling is great, but I think it also extends to being accepting that someone may not be the same for a while and, and you're okay with that. Um, it's being accepting that they may not respond to your text as quickly as you want them to, or maybe they don't feel like talking on the phone, even though you just really want to hear their voice and you feel like you could be helpful. Maybe they don't want that right then. And I feel like the more accepting we can be of other people when they're going through things, the better it is for them. So if you can, if you can kind of take a back seat and be like, okay, I know that this person is going through this right now and I want to, I want to be there for them in whatever capacity that they want me to be in their life, I think is, is, is a huge thing because it helps you to not get your feelings hurt about a situation. Like, man, she hasn't texted me back in two days and I texted her something huge and she just never said anything back. Um, you know, sometimes I think it's just being able to say, Hey, you know what? I know that you have things in the forefront of your mind right now. And that is perfectly okay. Um, I also feel like it's being accepting of maybe they aren't doing the things that they normally do. Maybe they're not working out as much because they just don't feel like it. Maybe they're eating out too much because they don't feel like cooking or maybe their house is a complete disaster um, because they haven't been keeping up with their chores. Uh, just being able to be like, Hey, it's okay that you're not feeling it right now. Like, don't put that pressure on yourself to, to get all of this done right now. Like just be where you're at. Um, one thing that this kind of reminded me of is, um, recently my sister had come over to my house and she saw that I had like dirty dishes in the sink that had probably been there all week and she started doing them and oh man I protested pretty loudly I was like hey get out of my kitchen don't touch my dirty stuff I'll get it done when I get it done like I'm embarrassed and I didn't want her to be in there but she said something to me and it just I don't know it struck me but she said, I came here to find your needs and I found them. So go water your plants or do whatever you're going to do. And I'm going to take care of this for you. And wow, I don't think I've ever felt more loved by my sister. And my sister is a very selfless person. She's a very loving person. But in that moment of her being arm deep in, in my, in my dirty dishes, I, I, I literally have never felt more loved by her. Um, she never once judged me about it or told me I was gross. <laughs> she just washed my dishes and never said another thing about it. Didn't bring it up. Like, Hey, remember when you had those gross dishes and I did them? Like, aren't I a great sister? No, she never did that. She just, she just moved on. And to me, like, that was, that was super affirming. Um, 
but it also made me feel like, hey, this it's okay that you haven't done this this week. You've been going through a lot. And I'm just, I was super thankful for that, but it also made me realize like I could be more like that myself. So, um, so yeah, I just really loved that. And then we're to our last, um, our last idea of how to be a good woo-woo friend to a friend in need. And that's just to listen. And I know that doesn't sound like magical or powerful in any way, but it really is. If you can be a safe space for someone to vent their frustrations, talk about their loved ones, or just listen to them get some of their negative talk out, I think that that can be one of the most healing experiences for somebody. Sometimes I feel like we kind of have the tendency to want to fix someone's problems or try and tell them how they should be accepting of a situation. And while I do think that there is a time and place for that, especially if they ask for advice, um, I feel like when a friend is clearing out a throat chakra, just let them get it all out. A lot of times I feel like when someone is allowed to clear out their emotions by speaking, sometimes they're hearing what they're saying for the first time. Instead of those negative thoughts or those repetitious thoughts just going and rattling around in somebody's brain, when they're able to voice those things, I feel like it it's a big cleansing and it's a big release of energy and I feel like when we're able to release through our throat chakra how we're feeling I feel like it alleviates a lot of those emotions from the body so if you can sit there and just listen to somebody talk I feel like that's one of the biggest things that we can do because Our thoughts are the most powerful things. That dictates how our life will go. And so if we're able to release some of that, I feel like it just raises our vibration. And I think that that's one of the big things that people, when they're going through something, if you're able to help them raise their vibration in a way, like that's powerful and meaningful. Um, And I also think that just reminding them that they're in a safe space to talk about these things and that we are able to, we're capable of handling what they have to say. And I only say this because I feel like a lot of times I don't like to talk about my feelings or my thoughts unless it comes from a healed space. But whenever we, um, I'm sorry, somebody just walked by. Um, Whenever we can be a safe space and tell somebody, hey, I can handle what you're talking about right now. I think it really opens up something in a person because for me, I'm always like, Ugh, I don't want to talk about this to somebody because it's going to bring down their day. Or I don't want to make somebody else in a bad mood because I'm in a bad mood. And so sometimes I'll avoid people 
or avoid talking about things because I don't feel like they can handle it. But I read this thing the other day and it was talking about this. It was talking about how whatever somebody's going through, you're never going to feel it as much as that person is. So if you're able to take on that burden for them and say, hey, let me carry this for a while. Let me know how you're feeling and let me carry it for a while. It's less heavy for you. And, and then you can always go home and, and cleanse yourself or do whatever you need to do to make sure that their emotions don't stick to you. Because, of course, we still have to take care of ourselves. But I feel like just alleviating somebody's burden just a little bit is super important. So those are my ideas for how to be a woo-woo friend to a friend in need. If you guys have any suggestions or maybe something has struck a chord with you today or maybe you're going to try out some of these things for somebody that's going through a hard thing, like we would love to hear that. Um, just let us know how we're doing. Um, so a couple of ways that you can connect with us. So our email is woowonderhour at gmail.com. Our blog is woowonderhour.wordpress.com. And then our Facebook and our Instagram is at woowonderhour. Um, so if you'd like, if you like this episode, tell a friend, um, leave us a review on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to us. And then please join us for our next episode. Um, we've got a couple of ideas running around. Um, Roxy should be back, but we just came up with a couple of really cool ideas for some shows that we want to do. So I'm super excited about those and I hope that you are too. Uh, so we're going to end everything with a quote and this is a quote actually from Roxy's mom. Um, and it was this, she said, strangers are friends you haven't met yet. And I don't know why, but I love that. And I love that it came from her. Um, so everybody, I want you to have a good week and share your light. <laughs>